it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time once again. It is your SmackDown study for SmackDown on January of January. My, ooh, hold on, hold on a minute. <laughs> July 2nd, 2021. A non Roman SmackDown tonight. We had zero seconds of the Travel Chief. On our TV screens. It's crazy. Hilarious part. Smackdown was real good. So, uh, yeah. Really enjoyed the show. Um, Really working their way towards Money in the Bank. Um, We'll touch on a few, few topics from that pay-per-view that's coming up in two weeks um but we'll just get right into the show we'll uh we'll start this up we'll start this off right so show kicks off with edge our next challenger for the universal championship the rated r superstar himself coming out and gives another just Absolute fire promo. Like, this man does not miss when it comes to his promos. He never really has in his career, but since he's come back from injury, it's just, it's some of the best stuff that he's done. Um, Basically just going into, you know, the match that he's going to have with Roman come Money in the Bank and talking about how his 10-year odyssey coming back from injury was supposed to end with him winning the title at WrestleMania. Obviously, that didn't happen thanks to a number of things, including Daniel Bryan making it a triple threat. So now he finally gets his chance to have a one-on-one match with Roman. And I'm pretty sure that that's going to be, if not best match of the night, Number two, the second best match of the night. And I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. After that, we had our first in-ring action of the night. It was a tag team match between the new king of WWE, Shinsuke Nakamura, tagging up with Big E to take on the Intercontinental Champion, Apollo Crews. 
and the former King of the Ring, Baron Corbin. Now, Baron has understandably had a rough go of things since he lost his crown. The man came out to his king theme, which was a little sad because I was hoping his old theme would come back. Would come back. Um, and then the announcer mistakenly starts calling him King Corbin, and then he stops, and like the music and everything just kind of goes away, and it's just like womp womp. <laughs> but <laughs> the match. The match itself was fine. Uh, Corbin did great uh, until until the end. Um, Boogs, who has been like that permanent fixture to Shinsuke Nakamura, um, has an announcement that a certain you know car with a license plate that I can't remember, but it basically spells out King Corbin, uh, was being towed, and they show up on the Titan Tron. That sure enough. Corbin's like $250,000 white Jeep is being towed away. Um, so obviously the mat, the shock, and then Biggie um, takes advantage, hits the big ending, gets the win. So <laughs> I just feel so bad. I mean, I understand what, what they're trying to do. They're slowly trying to turn him face, which is fine. Um, personally, I prefer him as heel Corbin, but you know we'll see how face Corbin goes. But the funny thing of it is, really, is that the way Corbin is actually acting, it really makes you feel bad for him. Like, legitimately. I saw it multiple times tonight on Twitter as I was tweeting along with the show, and people were just like, Damn, I I really feel bad for him. Like, crap. Like, WWE is making me feel bad for Baron Corbin, who I've hated forever. You know, stuff like that. It's just like, you know, hey, he's doing his job. So give the man some respect. I feel, I, I've, always, I've always felt that Corbin gets too much negativity for being such a great heel. So... You know, people are always just like, oh, he's got X-Pac heat. Nah, I don't know about that. I don't think people fully understand what he's trying to do. And I'm only saying that because I've watched wrestling for 30-plus years now. And, you know, I, I've seen how heels used to be. I've gone back. I've watched the old stuff, you know, the, the 70s wrestling, the 80s wrestling, you know, the early 90s wrestling. I saw how the old-fashioned heels worked their worked their magic. They make you want to punch him in the face, you know. They make them want to, you know, you want them to lose so bad. It's kind of like heel champion. It's kind of like honestly, it's how Kenny Omega's being being kind of elevated right now. You know, he's the belt collector. He has all these titles. You want him to lose. You need him to lose. But does he lose? No. He either beats you clean or he has help to do so. So, honestly, if you want to look at, at different types of heels, 
Kenny and, and Baron Corbin have been, the, I would say, probably two of the top notch. That and MJF as well. Obviously, you can't forget MJF because, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's I, – I wish people would, would actually give him a chance and not just auto-hate him for whatever. It's not his fault that WWE has had some poor choices on some of his booking. It's not his fault for that. He does the best with what he's got. I thought he did a great job with the with the King of the Ring stuff. Yes, by the end, I, even I was like, all right, I think we need to change something up. And then they pull this, and I'm like, shit, now I feel really bad for him for losing his, losing his crown. It makes you feel kind of guilty for being like, oh, shit. <laughs> but... I'm, I'm, I I could talk about Corbin for 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 hours, so I will move on from that. So after that match is over, we got a, an announcement, which obviously we, people have known forever. WWE going back to live events, um, and WWE on Fox put out a tweet stating that after next week's SmackDown, that's it. It's the last one in the Thunderdome without fans. And that, that is what I needed to hear and see and read. And Yes, it's so close. Two weeks away for, for WWE to be back on the road. It's going to be an even sweeter moment because next week with AEW coming back on the, uh, going back on the road, fans are starting to come back into the shows. And it's just, it's normal. Things are coming back to normal, folks, and I—I I don't know about you guys, but I'm—I'm I'm so excited. I—I I, want to hear all the chants. Give me the what chants? Give me the CM Punk chants? Give me everything. I just want to feel—I want to feel it again. We get that tease at WrestleMania for those two nights, and then it's like, oh well, we're gonna take that away from you for another few months, and we'll stick you back into the Thunderdome with that. Terrible pumped-in crowd noise. That that's probably honestly one of the biggest things I'm, I'm excited to not have to worry about anymore. So there's that. Whew. And then after that, we move on. Uh, we had Bailey and Bianca Belair in a face-off, where things things took a turn. Now, I thought the last time when they talked about Hell in a Cell, I thought that was big. This one, though, this is interesting. Bianca is tired of Bailey being in her head. So she wants her gone for good. So Bianca challenges Bailey to an I quit match for Money in the Bank. Now, those of you who've watched wrestling for a good amount of time, remember how brutal I quit matches can become. I think with these two, they're going to deliver like they did um, for the Hell in a Cell. Now, Bailey made some interesting comments during this that if she were to quit, she'd quit SmackDown, maybe quit wrestling altogether. And I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Now, now you're just talking nonsense. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> but honestly, this could be the beginning of of, you know, the draft is coming. 
Bailey's able to not if Bailey's not able to capture the championship and she quits, this could be an easy way to take her off television for a while and then have her get drafted over to Raw. I think that would be great. Um, we're starting to see that with some of these feuds now. Um, we'll talk about another one, which actually is going to be next. It's the last man standing match that we had. Um, the winner between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn qualifies for Money in the Bank. Sami Zayn actually put out a tweet earlier today talking about how this will be a closing of another chapter uh, in their 15-year rivalry. It's not the end of their matches, but it's going to be the closing of a chapter. So that, to me, tells me that one of them is going to be moved over to Raw. But this match was <laughs> easily, easily the match of the night. Um, Kevin Owens going through multiple tables that were stacked on top of one another. The ending sequence I thought was absolutely outstanding. Kevin Owens with a powerbomb through the announce table, through another table that Sammy had set up, and then a powerbomb onto the apron. Sammy couldn't get up. Kevin Owens qualifies for Money in the Bank, which I'm very happy to see. And Sammy, I don't know if Sammy would be the one to move. Um, I think he actually would be a good addition for Raw. So we'll we'll see what happens. After that, we had Sonya Deville come out uh, to make the second pick for the SmackDown women's side of Money in the Bank. And while I thought it might have been Liv Morgan because of what happened last week with Liv and um, Carmella, sorry. <laughs> but no, we, we got ourselves a shocker, a surprise return. Zelina Vega is back in WWE, after everything that happened last year with the whole her supporting unions, and then all of a sudden there was the My OnlyFans thing with her cosplay and her not wanting to give up on Twitch, and then WWE releasing her. She went through this whole rigmarole to change her name back to, you know, Thea Trinidad. And then she was spotted at the Performance Center a few weeks ago. Now she's going to be a prominent female wrestler on the SmackDown side. So naturally, when this announcement was made, Twitter exploded. Most of it in, in joy. Liv Morgan, however, not very happy with this. Coming out to the ring, getting in the ring, kind of getting in Sonya's face. Be like, she does not deserve this. She has wrestled on SmackDown all year. It's not 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 a lie. She's been released since mid last year, but that's beside the point. <laughs> uh, but Zelina, in her full healness, in her in her New York heat. Basically just saying that she could run circles around Liv and that, you know, there's nothing Liv can do about it. Well, 
Liz decided to rearrange Zelina's face with her with her hand. A nice slap. And then uh Liv turns to Sonia. Fine, you wanna you wanna you wanna be like that? I want another I want a match. I want a match with Zelina and I'll I'll beat him again so you can put me in the match. So we have ourselves our match. And by god damn it, Liv won again. Even though Zelina Vega's shoulder was clearly up. <laughs> Ref completely missed it. But Liv gets the win. Maybe they'll turn that into something. I don't know. It was blatantly obvious that Zelina Vega's shoulder was not pinned to the mat. So we'll see how that goes. Then in the back, Seth Rollins went into Sonia and Adam Pierce's locker or into their office uh, talking about, hey, like, oh, you guys actually do remember who I am. You know, when I had asked about being the next in line for Roman's title. And, you know, Adam Pierce was like, well, Edge never got his one-on-one shot. And, you know, it's only fair that he gets it. And, of course, Seth, just being Seth, clearly not taking that. <laughs> but Sonya had a nice little bomb to drop on him where she said, well, you have a chance to prove that you can, you know, challenge for the Universal Championship by being in a Money in the Bank qualifying match next week against Cesaro. So that rivalry is continuing. I'm very excited for it. Personally, I want Cesaro to win. I think he deserves it. Seth does not need money in the bank again. I have a feeling Seth's going to already interfere in the match with Edge and Roman anyways. So, yeah. So we got that match to look forward to next week. I really hope Cesaro wins it because I think him, if he's money, is the money in the bank, that could be some good stuff. So I'll look forward to that next week. Up next, we had the singles match that did not happen last week where Otis of Alpha Academy took on and absolutely destroyed Angelo Dawkins. Now, I will fight people on this. I will die on this hill. Heel, angry, monster Otis is the best Otis. He... Should never go back to Goofy Otis. Yes, I will be the first to admit I love the stuff that he did with Mandy. But this Otis, shaving the beard, doing the whole Academy shtick, it's perfect for him. Absolutely perfect. Chad Gable is the greatest at pulling just absolute greatness out of people. And it's just... It's so well done. Like there's no there's no kinks in this armor. It's just ugh, I love it. I absolutely love it. I want them to be tag champs at some point. I want Otis to have singles gold. I'm sure he'll have it after this. Hopefully, anyways. But I'm I'm loving I'm loving what they're doing. And now with um, Ford being out of action because of injury. I think Dawkins might be following suit after this match. But 
we'll see what we'll see what happens. But I see big things um, for Chad Gable and Otis, and it's funny because earlier on. I had talked about this when I was actually on uh, Know the Ropes uh, podcast. I was a special guest on their podcast, and we talked about uh, after Mania um, teams that, that we thought would have a big year coming up. And I actually had mentioned Chad Gable and Otis. And I kind of was like, well, I know they're still relatively new, and you know, we'll see what happens. And they weren't super serious yet, but now that they've turned that switch, I see big things. I see big things coming. But after that, we went to our our main event segment. Um, Jimmy Uso throughout the night was talking to Paul Heyman, saying that he was going to call out Edge. And uh, he's expecting Roman to show up, I'm assuming, at some point to help him out. And Paul Heyman at the at the end is like, well, you know, Tribal Chief, he runs on his own time. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens. And so Jimmy gets out there, starts talking trash yet again. Edge comes out. Brawl ensues. Jimmy's looking around like he's got... Like he's an owl, head swiveling everywhere, trying to find Roman. Nothing. No Roman. Edge starts taking control. Lays him out with a spear. Go grabs a steel chair. Kicks out that extra support beam. Gets in the ring. Uses it with a crossface. Like he did to Roman, he did it to Jimmy. And what such amazing imagery at the end with Edge's face, Jimmy, his eyes bugging out, he's horrified and tapping out, and it's not nothing's nothing's changing. It's just it's some good, good stuff. Loved it. Makes Edge look absolutely out of control in the best way possible. Makes him seem like a legit threat to Roman. The fact that Roman didn't show up tonight also elevates that. Um, but I'm not going to lie. It was weird not seeing Roman Reigns on SmackDown. I think it's the first time in, like, God, since his return, since he came back from leukemia. It's, I don't think we haven't missed him. You know, <laughs> it hasn't been a week without him. Um, but, yeah, like I said, really good show. Uh, like I said, we're, what, 13 days away now from Money in the Bank? So, it's going to be good. So, uh, for the show grade, I'll give it... I'll give it an 85. Good flat B. I liked it. It was good. So, that being said, thank you so much for listening, guys. If you don't already, please follow us on Twitter at media underscore bedlam. Our, our road to 5K is still going strong. We're almost there. We would love to get there. So please, please help us out. Um, you can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube as Bedlam Media. Remember, all of our major podcasts, Above the Ring podcasts, are also on YouTube. So if you don't have a chance to listen but you want to watch, Go over to YouTube, look us up under Bedlam Media. We are the one with the white logo, the one that matches our Twitter logo. 
Um, you can find me pretty much everywhere at Scardy G Stream, and you can find this podcast on basically every podcasting platform that's out there. If we're on, not on one that you guys listen to your stuff, let us know. We'll add ourselves to it. That way you can do all your one-stop shopping and add a little bedlam to your day. Guys, once again, thank you so much for listening. We truly appreciate you. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week and your weekend. Happy 4th of July. We will see you next week. Raw Review will be coming at you on Tuesday morning. Thank you so much for listening, guys. And also, most importantly, do not forget to join the bedroom. Good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.